Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We're back with another episode, man. And I don't know about y'all out there, man, but yesterday it was 60 degrees where we live at, and today it's fucking snowing. It's crazy. The world is going crazy, mm-hmm. man. But you know, one thing that's never going to change, man, is HQ being up in this motherfucker, bringing y'all that good shit, man. Yeah. So we back. We back with another episode. We thought we'd just, again, talk about a couple more things. And I just, I know we haven't really talked about this, but... Album review next week. You think it's gonna be good for that? I, I'm gonna be good for that. Yeah, I'll be. I should be good for that too. Okay, album review coming next week. Y'all already know, so definitely stay tuned for that. And that's of course the uh, the new um, um, currency and alchemist project uh, that that just came out a couple weeks ago. Definitely liking that. So stay tuned for that, y'all. But until then, we hope y'all enjoy this episode where we just chop it up a little bit, talk about what's been going on for the last couple of days, and yeah, man, keeping this shit rocking. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, first thing I have to say is that the Bodega Boys are back, bitches. Yes, sir. At least in TV form, not yet podcast form. Denzel was in that motherfucker, dog. Bruh, Denzel. Yo, the, the brand is strong for real. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, you can't say shit else. Every season, the, the guest level goes up and up and up. I mean, Bruh. they didn't had politicians big time actors you know just all type just all types of motherfuckers on this show and it's just like these are really two niggas from twitter from from the fucking um from the bronx Bronx. Mm -hmm. and they just out here like just on tv doing it and it's crazy to see how far they've come because i feel like i've been there for every step of their journey because i think i was there for at least the first time that they were interviewed on the breakfast club let me tell you something bro what one of the first time, I think one of the first times we started talking about podcasts, I think I brought up Deezus and Meryl, and I was surprised that you knew who they were because this was early in their in their whole trajectory of yep. especially where they're at right now. Because dog, I remember it. I don't remember the exact year, bro, but I was work. It might. It probably was like around 2013 or 2014, and um, I was working an overnight security job, and it was the fucking worst thing of my life. I fucking hated that <laughs> shit. But I remember. I, I don't know if my I think my brother sent me this shit and it was it was Deezus versus Mero I think on oh, yeah. Complex mm-hmm. on Complex on YouTube joint and that was one of the first joints <clears throat> like I feel like that was that was early in podcasting oh yeah it was for definitely sure. early and uh, they did it on, on Complex and and it just caught my attention because they there was nothing like it you know there was nothing like it and and from what I understand the first episodes they did they recorded it like on like on some really dingy recording joints or whatever. And just like you said, to, to see where they're at now, to see them inter- interviewing people like Denzel, Barack Obama, mm-hmm. Bernie Sanders, like like people from all walks of life. Yep. And for them just to have that, you know, diversity of skill to be able to talk to a street hood dude and be able to talk to like, you know, somebody like Anna Anna Kendrick's the uh the actress or whatever. Yo, and you I wouldn't I mean? even fuck with Anna Kendrick if it wasn't her being on their damn show. 
For real. <laughs> like, I didn't know who the fuck Andrew Kendrick was for real, for real. Like, I remember I'd yeah. seen her, but I fucking fell in love with her because of her oh, appearance yeah. on that show. And now I Me rock too. with everything that she does. Me too. Me too. Duh, I, I, man, I'm, I think I first saw her on End of Watch, the little police movie or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen that joint. I haven't. But, um, but yeah, but yeah, like, you know, just their ability to be able to do all that is 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 great and i think that's why they're they're succeeding mm -hmm. and again they're putting on for all the black and latino people out there you know and as two fellow black and latino people you know we appreciate y'all bodega boys you know if if, if y'all ever you know hear this man y'all definitely inspiration to us man no bull y'all rocking y'all literally are one of the 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 things that we look up to for sure for sure man so definitely big shout out bodega boys tune in i believe it's on showtime yep sundays and thursdays if i'm not mistaken so go ahead man tune that shit in man uh yep let me see uh it just says thursday i don't think it's on sunday anymore really yeah i'm looking at like the the the, the site let me look up the tv schedule real fast before i give y'all some misinformation <laughs> so yeah it looks like it's just on thursday Oh, okay. You, and you know what? Honestly, I feel like a weekly show is better for their type of show because mm -hmm. you get to get more video because they're, they're whole, like, especially the main part of the show, they kind of like react to things that have been going on to, you know, during the week. Yeah. And and if you do a show on Thursday and then also one on Sunday, it's kind of hard to keep finding shit and keep it fresh. So I think, I think this is a good move. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's their fourth year already on Showtime. Yep. Season so four. Again, so you know what I mean? Big shout out to to Bodega Boys, man. Man, they they all have been just on such the grind. It's so fucking vicious. But let me see. Yeah, they have had AOC, Don Cheadle, Vince Staples, and John Legend, Ben Stiller, and Two Change, Lupita Nyong'o, uh, Winston Duke, and Kiss Kristen Gillibrand, Carmelo Anthony, Jordan Peele, Issa Rae, Stacey Abrams, Anna Kendrick, Cory Booker, Seth Rogen, Lil Nas X, Charlize Theron, Wu Tang Clan. Bill Hader, Amy Poehler, Gabrielle Union, Ava DuVernay, Spike Lee. I mean, like this the Ice Cube, Anthony Anderson, Schoolboy Cube. Like the line it goes is down and shit. Megan Rapino, the the U.S. women's soccer yep. star. She mm -hmm. she's even been on there. So Kemba Walker, yeah. like it's ridiculous. Kamal Nanjani. It's, liter oh my it's God. literally all over the board. And again, I, I love the fact that they're well versed, not just on hood shit, but mm -hmm. just like on you know they, they'll know like the the random actress who you know played in some random movie because like that, that that i think that's what makes them special that that's what makes them reach more than just like hood dudes you know what i mean that's why like a lot of you know white or just not non-urban people will mm -hmm. fuck with them exactly so I, I definitely i definitely think that that's one of the reasons that they stand out and you know I'm hoping they definitely continue with the success, man. For sure. Man, me too. Like, big ups to the Bodega Boys. Y'all know we part of the, Bo the Bodega Hive gang. Bodega gang. Hive. Definitely die for <laughs> die for the Hive, for sure. Gang, you already gang, know. gang, gang. Already know. And, and please come back to the D.C. area. We already, we fucking definitely yes. going to that Yes, because I have not been to one of y'all shows, and I need to go. <laughs> for real? You haven't gone to one of I haven't been able to go because every time that they came to town, I had to go out of town for something. Damn, I was mad as nah. shit. <laughs> hey, you know what's crazy? The first show that they that they had over here, which was at the Fillmore, I fucking met them. I even took a picture with Meryl. Yeah, I remember you were telling me about that. I, I, told I you. was like, yeah. I was like, oh man, I was, I was jealous as shit for a minute. I was like, God Nigga. damn. <laughs> Only thing that sucked is though that I, I ate an edible that day that got me uncomfortably high. Oh wow! And, and in the, during the middle of the show, so to be completely honest with you, I almost don't remember most of it. 
Oh wow, Com- combating that feeling. Yeah, I know, that, know what you mean by it's, that shit. It's it's a fight, dog. No, when you're, dog, no, when you eat a edible, bro, that's the the thing about it that's so fucking hit or miss. That especially if you're eating like a street edible, something that like your boy made or somebody, you know, something that's not scientifically measured out and shit. Yeah, nigga, you might either not feel it at all mm-hmm. or you might feel it till next week exactly like just be high for days for no reason like i, I can't do this anymore okay hey you know that also happened to me one time i drank a fucking weed tea with like that my brother made and again Ooh. this was not measured out at all this was just grab a <laughs> bunch of weed he put an eighth inside the strainer <laughs> possibly <laughs> possibly bro I, I think it was something along maybe not an eighth but at least like 2.5 grams right uh, and and, and, and uh, i drank that tea i swear to you bro i drank it like around 4 p.m by 5 i was already feeling it like pretty strong nigga i promise you dog i felt i felt really fucking murked to like the very next day probably like 24 hours of just being murked at that point that's when you just got to try and sleep as much of it off as possible (laughs) and i did that was the crazy part is that i just i slept abnormally long like i never wake up past like 10 10 30 11 like ever dog and this time i woke up like almost at one o'clock i was like holy shit yeah that joint had you done (laughs) nigga dunzo dog so you know what I mean? So definitely, y'all, if y'all taking edibles, make sure that y'all in a place that it doesn't matter if you get abnormally high, yep. or it, uh, just get the uh, the you know the fucking um, measured out shit, <laughs> the measured out official dispensary joints because you know there's dispensaries everywhere now. I want to say in Maryland they're about to make it that uh, recreationally legal, so you can just walk into oh, dispensary. You don't, you don't need a medicinal card. You don't need to pay that dumbass you know joint. Just go in there, get your shit, and get the fuck out. So okay, that's shout cool. out to Maryland for fucking finally getting the shit right. <laughs> You're <laughs> all right so. now. I I was to I was told because I refused to actually watch this shit. It was mm-hmm. like that goddamn Justice League movie. If I was gonna watch it, I was gonna have to watch it in parts. But the game was interviewed on Drink Champs last week. <laughs> yeah. And this nigga sat down for a four-hour interview. Now, I have to say, this has to be, like, the the length time record on interviews for Drink Champs because they be having some long interviews sometimes, but four hours is absolutely egregious. I'm sorry. They must have been trashed by the end of this joint. If y'all are on there drinking and talking for four hours, and the way that these niggas like to take shots, (laughs) I'm just like, yo, y'all had to be completely obliterated by the end of this interview. Hey, you know, to be fair, Game is a big dude, so he could probably drink a lot, you know what I mean? Uh, Nori and, and DJ FN, they always drinking, so they probably have a good tolerance level to it at this point. Probably. You know what I mean? So, uh, But nonetheless, yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't know how they did it. I, I'm not going to lie. A lot of podcasts that I do listen to, sometimes they'll get into the three-hour mark. But I feel like, like you said, it's definitely something that you got to split. You can't just sit through all the way through. Yeah. It's just, it's too much, but um, regards to uh, what the game said on it, um, I don't know if we talked about it last week at all or not. No, nah, um, we didn't. So one of the major things that he said, and again, I, I didn't listen to to, to the thing. I just kind of seen like you know the highlights of what was going on in it. But one of the major things that he said was that Ye did more for him in two weeks than dr dre did for him in his whole career yeah that was i think we did bring that up and that like that was wild when he said that i was like there's there's no way there's no way <laughs> now again to just to reiterate I, yeah i think we might have talked about it last week but just to reiterate to y'all 
Kanye, you could argue, had as much of an impact as Dr. Dre. Maybe not in two weeks, but in his career. Yeah, in because- his career overall, yes, I will say that. Like I, I, I agree one hundred percent of that with you. But in two weeks, in the in that in the last two weeks, at that, like, no, nah, there's no way. And again, you know, this is obviously game just being upset slash petty over him not being on the Super Bowl and 50 Cent being on the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and game, you know... Game does have a tendency to over-dramatize uh, sure. things sometimes. For sure. So. For sure. But, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I think he kind of does have a point just because 50 Cent's from New York. Game is... is actually from, from the West Coast. He's from the West Coast. That made the most sense. I'm yeah. not sure. I'm sure we'll have a... a you know, behind the scenes as to what happened. And I mean, why technically, Mary J. Blige ain't West Coast either. She from Yonkers. Yeah, you're right. So you're right. the only connection that it was was that they did. So they had songs that were produced by Dre. That was the whole thing. Everybody on there had songs that were produced by Dre, and they did songs that were produced by Dre plus like at least one of their own other songs. Like Fifty only did, I think, the one song. But um, but like you know, like Mary J, she did Family Affair, which was produced by Dre, and mm-hmm. then she did No More Drama. You got Snoop Dogg, where he did the first couple joints. He the first one he did was produced by Dre. I think the second one he did too was because he did like two songs with Dre. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, like obviously those were produced from Dre because they were from two thousand one. So right. But I mean, like I mean, I get I get why they did what they did with the thing, but honestly, like it didn't really make sense. To have one of the West Coast's biggest rappers not included in the whole joint, and just because of a of a a possible petty beef that they may still have with Fifty Cent, who only did one song. I mean, let Game come out and do one song and put two people in between them. Like it could have been, <laughs> it could have been Fifty Cent, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick, and then fucking uh Game, and then they could have done the last one to wrap it up. You know what I'm saying? Like the only thing that I'm thinking of is you know how at the end they all kind of were like in arms reach of each other yeah kind of just going like this well nigga they could have been on put 50 cent on this end put game on this end and everybody else in between <laughs> i mean there's only so much that you can do it's not like yo if these motherfuckers can't have four niggas between them on a stage without yeah, shoot without right. bullets flying i don't know nah, maybe, maybe right. that's maybe <laughs> that's the reason maybe that's the reason i don't be, know but you know i i've again i i had i'm not completely invested in the beef of game and 50 cent Not but at all. but i have heard that they've been in the same places and there haven't been any issues so mm-hmm. i think it's just a petty beef because both of them are petty as fuck both of them yep that's exactly what i think too it's literally like just them two just talking shit to each other i don't think that it's something now i have heard that there was a legitimate reason i think it involved game's friend or somebody that he knew supposedly having something to do with one of 50 cents man's getting killed or something like that oh lord it, it was something again now now i think i watched in the video or something like a long time ago and i think what it said was that that shit happened but that that whatever got resolved but that 50 and game were just petty and they just didn't want to you know put it behind them i mean i could definitely see all of that like I said, we know that we've we've heard, excuse me, we've heard both of them say that we've resolved our issues. Ain't no beef between us, blah blah blah. We've heard these words come out of both of their mouths. Mm-hmm. Yet their actions are still on that same bullshit that they were That's on before. Sure. So it's just like at this point, you gotta you gotta go with the actions over what these niggas say. 
Because, I mean, Game's not known for being a liar, but he is known for embellishing shit. No, and game, game is definitely known for being a... <laughs> well, I, I guess we can't prove that he's lying, but he's definitely... There's a some there's room to assume that he's lying. Yeah, there's he's telling he's weaving a story. He's weaving his own version of the story. No, that's a fact. That's so a fact. he he's doing his thing, embellishing it in his way to make him look like the best one. Just like fifty. Sure. Well, fifty doesn't really embellish it to make him. He just be like, ha, fuck you. That's basically fifty cents. No, nah, I ain't gonna lie. Fifty. Though, <laughs> I, I don't think fifty be lying. I think what he do do is clown people mm-hmm. for sure all the way. I don't think and fifty he, lie. I think fifty just don't say shit. Yeah, like, no, you're right. He won't say right. shit about it, and then and then he will go ahead and clown you when as he sees fit. Yeah, but no, like you're 50, right. 50 is not really gonna bring up shit, like unless somebody else brings it up. That's a fact. But he will go out of his way to ex- to be extremely petty, as we have seen with his ex wife or his baby mama, with the son that lo- and his son that looks just like him, just like him, bro. and what with Tierra Marie. <laughs> That's <laughs> who, the best one to me. Who else, who else owes him money? He was like that with uh Rick Ross uh ex ex junk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. he's just he's just that guy, and he's like he's he's just outwardly petty about it. It's like fuck you, give me my goddamn money. I don't give a fuck if you broke his shit. Give me my shit. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I'm saying? Like goddamn. But this is also the same nigga who gets taken to court because he owes X amount of dollars to somebody and then claims bankruptcy the week before. <laughs> and then it's still, and hey. then it's like back to being solvent and shit the week after the shit is on trial. I you know what I'm saying? So, I love it because it's like, y'all, I'm going to fuck with y'all, but y'all not going to fuck with me. Basically. That's pretty much what he's on and, and I'm all here for it, man. <laughs> Again, I, I honestly forgot what the fuck we were. Oh yeah, the Drink Champs episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we done veered real off that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Nonetheless, getting back to that, um, I again just to I guess make it quick. I haven't I haven't seen the episode. I don't know if I'm gonna listen to all four hours of it, just because I feel like like you're right. A game do be just bullshitting sometimes and shit when he's talking. I don't know if I want to hear four hours completely of that, but I'm probably uh-huh. I might listen to to a couple minutes of that just to see what's going on. Yeah, I'll probably li- I'll probably like see if I can find one of those joints that have like the best highlight clips of the joint. Mm-hmm. And like maybe yeah. like a like a five or a ten minute jump, yeah. but I'm not, I'm not gonna go through that joint. Hey, like I said, hey. I, I watched Justice League in that four hours shit, but I chopped it up between two days, <laughs> so I watched two hours each day. You know, it's funny dog. Like I almost feel like because of like YouTube and shit like that, my attention span I can't handle a three hour movie, bro. Like I just cannot, dog. Mm-hmm. It's just way too. Like and again, I haven't seen the uh, the new Batman movie. But dog, every anybody who's seen it tells me dog that joint is three hours long, dog. Three hours? Yeah, I'm gonna wait for that joint to hit the hit the hit the plug. Are you are you a because uh, you're not really a DC fan, right? I'm not really a DC fan, no. But I do enjoy like some of the animated movies and some of the um, some of the live action movies have been pretty good. The Batman movies are always usually pretty good. And yeah. if anything, I am a Batman fan. I'm just not a Batman stan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like my boys are Batman stands. Like my guys, uh, Johnny and Vito, my comic book guys, they are the stands that love all of that, right? Who who probably watched the movie twice already? Damn near. They both already seen it, and then they then they then they sitting there talking about it, and I'm just like, bro, you just you just gonna like fuck the whole shit up for me? They're mm-hmm. like, man, you know you ain't gonna see this movie. I was like, I am gonna see it, just not right now. Just not right now. <laughs> just not on my own time. Exactly. Not when there's fucking. Uh, uh, a fucking a queue to get the tickets for the movie. Exactly. And nigga, I will watch a bootleg of this movie. I don't give a fuck. Because I really wasn't that excited for it to begin with. Because it's like, they've already done a movie with the, with the Riddler, right? No, they did. Oh, the old movie was with the Riddler, not a new movie with the Riddler. 
I heard the uh the the villains in this new movie are are kind of like the shining point. Like they they're I could uh, imagine because what's her I name? Penguin? That yeah, I found out that he's uh what's his name? The Australian nigga. The nigga who played Bane? No. What is his name? Oh, no, he's not Australian. My bad. He's like Irish. What is Colin Farrell. Uh, oh, for real? <laughs> yeah. Got hella oh, prosthetic makeup and shit on, but yeah, that's Colin Farrell. And then Zoe Zoe Kravitz I, with I her fine ass is Catwoman. He plays a good bad guy, I feel, Colin Farrell. I could see that, definitely. He's played good bad guys before. Like, I mean, he played Bullseye in the mm-hmm. first Daredevil movie. And I mean, mm-hmm. it wasn't a great rendition of it, but he was like very, very entertaining and believable for me as yeah. that character. So uh and then, sure. like I said, you got Zoe Kravitz fine ass is playing oh, Catwoman. Dog. I I seen a video of her just uh just mm. like doing a regular interview, and I'm like, bro, she is so fucking bad. Dog. Look at her parents. I'm sorry, fucking yeah, nah, Lisa sure. Bonet and Lenny Kravitz. I'm yeah. nigga, I'm not gay, but Lenny Kravitz is a good looking guy. It's like her. It's like her and Jason Momoa. Like I can't. I don't know how old their children are, but I know when they get older, them is gonna uh, be some good looking motherfucking kids. Like because yeah, <laughs> nah, sure. Lisa Bonet, dog, back in the day was like <sighs> nigga. It was. Lisa what? Bonet now. Have you seen her now? Nah, I Bruh, seen Lisa Bonet now looks almost exactly the same. Like you can just tell that she's a little old, she's older, but right. she looks almost the exact same way that she did on the Cosby show. And she is so fine. Crazy, bro. She is Crazy. so fine. Yeah, nah, but 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 Zoe man, Zoe Kravis definitely has man. She 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 got I think I again, I haven't seen the movie, but the, a, a few of the uh, of the clips I've seen, it looks like she, you know, she does the cat, the cat is it Catwoman, Catwoman, Catwoman yeah, woman yeah. role, Catwoman role well. So I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm, I don't know if I'm watching this movie, bro. It's three hours is a long time, bro. I can tell you, I'm gonna watch the bootleg so I can stop it, go get food, stop it, go to the bathroom, stop it, come back the next day and watch it. I'm not gonna sit through like three hours of this, like off the I, break. I don't know, I'm not. And now, let me ask you this, right? I know you're not uh, a Batman stan, but li- how, how do you feel about the continuous change of who plays uh, Batman in movies? Or just in general, does it bother you as a comic book fan when they change up who plays, you know, certain superheroes? I'd say with Batman, it's probably been the most because I've only seen... In my lifetime, I think I've seen three, maybe four people play Superman. Mm. And that's like with a, a TV show adaptation from like the 90s. Like, I know there's a Superman on TV right now, but I don't know who he is. I don't watch that show. Yeah. Um, But I'd say, yeah, Batman, because what? Batman's had Michael Keaton, George Clooney, Val Kilmer, uh, Robert Pattinson, uh, Christian Bale. So that's five right there. Yeah, at least yeah. Um, I mean, like, I, 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 I really don't care, um, as long as that the person can can do it. And what I concern myself with now, as an older fan, and like I said, I'm not really, really well versed in the history of Batman. I know a bunch of stuff, but like my introduction to like Batman for real, outside like the '60s TV show that I used to watch, was the fucking mm-hmm. cartoon that used to come. Yeah, on. that sure. that shit was what got me into Batman for real. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I and. As long as the person playing Batman can play a convincing Bruce Wayne for me. It's not about Batman because Batman is not the personality. Batman is the brutality and the violence. Bruce Wayne is the personality. So I always thought that like 
I was like, okay, Robert Pattinson, he might be a good Batman, but I don't think he's going to be a good Bruce Wayne. I don't you know, see him having that Bruce Wayne swag that like Michael Keaton had or that uh, Christian Bale had. Honestly, I think those are the two best Batman that were fucking um, not just Batman, but like uh, Bruce Wayne as well. It's funny and you say that. I will I give seen... it up to what's his name? Um, ben Affleck. His Bruce Wayne uh, was was he was a little comic jokey for me, but he was he wasn't bad. Hold on, uh, ben Affleck played Batman. Yeah. Batman versus Superman. And in Justice League. What was that? Batman versus yeah, Justice League was like two or three years ago, and Batman uh, versus Superman was like five maybe. Oh shit! I get, well, I'm gonna be honest. Like I said, I'm not. I'm not a big yeah superhero movie guy. But um, yeah, no, I, I've I've been seeing on on IG and just on Twitter like some of the people that are like critiquing it. They're saying, yeah, Robert Pattinson he plays a good Batman, but as far as Bruce Wayne, he it's not like he doesn't have like you said the the swagger that. That Batman, that Bruce Wayne has. Yeah, you know I mean, because Bruce Wayne has all of the swagger of Tony Stark, except he don't talk that much. Mm. But yeah, every yeah. time you see, like, he's always getting hit on, and he's always throwing them joints back. You know what I'm saying? Like, he 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 gets down when he gets down. You know what I'm saying? Bat, like Bruce For is sure. a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, and he got he got he got bread. So. Yeah, he got of course, man. Shit, you know what I'm saying? But but yeah. like Bruce is a smooth motherfucker, and I just don't yeah. see. Uh, Pattinson doing that well with it. I didn't like George Clooney's version of Bruce Wayne. I didn't like Val Kilmer's version of Bruce Wayne or Batman for either one of them for that matter. So, no. Nah, I mean, I guess it just depends on who you get to play Batman. But again, like you never know. Like, I mean, I could be completely wrong in my thoughts on it, and it could he could actually be good as Bruce. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Who's Who's your favorite Spider Man? My favorite Spider-Man, off of nostalgia, honestly, it has to Toby. be fucking Toby. Yeah, I yeah. love Toby Spider-Man. Yeah. I like Everything. Tom Holland Spider-Man because he seems like the most actual Spider-Man-ish because he's closer to the age of where he's supposed to be playing than I think Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire were when they initially started playing those roles. Yeah, because uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Holland, right? Yeah, I think he's like 24. Yeah, no, but wasn't I'm sure Tobey Maguire wasn't too much. Tobey Maguire was like I think 25 when he started playing Spider Man, mm. and I want to say not, that uh, what's his name was like 23 or 24 also. Um, the other guy, the tall one. So is he? he he's supposed to be in high school, right? Yeah, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're right. Tom, Tom Holland probably uh, looks closer to because he's more of like the baby face looking dude and shit. Exactly. So, um. No, nah, I agree. I, I, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't even watch the uh, what's the, the the other dude? Andrew uh, Andrew Garfield. I didn't watch his either. I, <laughs> I watched clips like a, of the fights from it, but I've never seen the actual movies. Yeah, nah, he just looks like a goofy dude that just this this isn't this isn't who I think of of, of Spider Man. It's again maybe nostalgia reasons. Yeah, but what I think is definitely Tobey Maguire, and I watched the the last uh, Spider Man, so I, I would say that um, I was about to call him Ed Hardy. <laughs> oh, Tom uh, Hardy. Oh, not Tom Hardy. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. Tom yeah. Hardy is, is Bane, Venom, right? Venom and Bane. Ben- yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, bro. But the point is, yeah, man. I forgot what we were talking about before. I forgot too. Like I was just trying to think of that when you when when you was like Tom Holland, Tom Holland, and then that threw me off. So. <laughs> um, were, we some, were we somehow still talking about the fucking <laughs> the game interview? Jesus Christ! Were we talking? I guess so. <laughs> Because what's next on the line? Uh, Jesse Smollett. <laughs> yeah, we were. Wow. Hey, fuck it. Let's dive right in to Jesse Smollett. Pause. No pun intended. <laughs> oh, 
All right. So Juicy Smoulet went to court. Yes. And he uh, justice for Juicy. Yes, justice for Juicy. But uh, there was no justice for Juicy in this day. Um, Juicy received a, a sentence of 150 days in court and had quite the ridiculous reaction to leaving the court that day. Yeah. And let me. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Oh, here it is. I got. I got to read it since I can't play it because I'll probably get sued for that. Uh, <laughs> let me see. Uh, he said no I'm innocent I could have said I was guilty a long time ago as he walked as he was basically led out of the court <laughs> I mean like hustled out of the court <laughs> listen y'all if, if y'all get a chance to watch this please do I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere on Instagram but the point the, the reason why I say go watch it because it's not because you know the man got sentenced to five months in prison but it's because it looks like as if this is a scene for a show that he's in or something. Like it looks acted, like it looks orchestrated. It doesn't look, yeah. And you know, all of this kind of, you know, ties hand in hand with this whole case this whole time. Like it just, he hasn't just been a, a like somebody that people have been able to get behind because he came out and lied. Yeah, you know what I mean. And for him to kind of do this and I don't know, just make the big spectacle as he's leaving. Uh, the courthouse, man. It's 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 a sad case, man. Honestly, because I don't know if he's gonna like. How do you think he's gonna do after he gets out? Like, as far as like being able to get uh, jobs, you think he's gonna be able to find any? I mean, any roles to I'm play? I'm sure he will. I mean, if if Mel Gibson can come out here and start directing yeah, and acting again after the racist tirades that he went on, that's a fact. you know what I'm saying. Like, there's hope for him. Like, he didn't do anything you know violent to anybody he didn't i mean he he tried to claim a racist attack so i guess that is like on the racial bend but again like we've seen people come back after like spewing racist comments and racist shit and just you know have strong careers so like i I think there is but it, it also depends on uh i guess it depends on who he's trying to work with and what they're what how they feel about it and that's what i was gonna say that the problem is that with um with um Mel Gibson, he was already fucking Mel Gibson. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? Like he was established. He had multiple decades worth of roles and work that he's played, uh, and movies that he's directed. So, you know, at that point, it's kind of like the whole R. Kelly thing where people, because they're so invested into this uh persona or whatever, this person, they 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 surpass it. But if you're a juicy smouye, you know, and 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 Let's be real. People know you from Empire. Yeah, like that's real. that's what people know. I mean, maybe he's done other things here and there, but only other thing I know, know that he did was he was in the first Mighty Ducks movie. Get the fuck out of here! Was he? Yep. I did not know that. You remember the the, the black kid that was there on the team uh, for a while? Though I haven't, no, I, okay. I haven't watched that movie. That, it it is, time, it man. is, it is a little. Um, it's a little older for you, <laughs> but uh, you know. But I, I, I definitely had uh, Mighty Ducks, but I just, I just haven't watched it. And and, oh, yeah. and I guess when I watched it, I just don't remember. It. Yeah, but he's only in that, um, in that first uh, movie. He's not in any of the others. Can't even make the second joint. Oh hell no! He was a little fat kid in that joint too. It was funny to see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hold on. Have you seen uh, Drake's braids? No, his braids. I'm about to send it to you right now. Breaking, oh breaking. Breaking news, y'all. Oh, my God. Breaking news as we're recording. Check it out. Just send it to you. Okay. Did you send it on Twitter? 
Oh, no. On Instagram? Uh, IG. Okay. IG, yeah. I meant IG. I don't know why the fuck I said Twitter. Oh, damn. Taking a minute to... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, you got like a weird shaped head for Bray? <laughs> yeah, he does. Like an alien dome, dog. And he got them little baby hairs in his front. <laughs> why you got baby hairs, nigga? <laughs> You know, Dog, this is weird because if you go on his IG, a post, a picture that was posted maybe, maybe two weeks ago, you see his hair and you're like, there's no way you have enough hair to, to get those braids, bro. Oh, so he got the extendos like everybody else be getting? I'm, I'm thinking so, uh, I'm thinking so. Probably a Beijing uh, baby hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't get, I don't get this, uh. I don't get this reference here, but some uh, Deez said, man's got the yaki. yaki. I don't know what that. It's probably some kind of hair to, hair thing. Probably, yeah. But, yeah, uh, niggas is definitely going on. Yeah, this guy is like, nigga got extensions for sure. What his, hair, his hair wasn't like that before. <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody here grow that fast, boy. <laughs> Hell no. <nah. laughs> oh, Hell. yeah. Check this out if y'all get a chance, y'all. Bra- yes. Drake with cornrows. Straight Hey, listen, bro. All I'm going to say is this, Drake. If you don't take advantage and record a music video in Jamaica or something along the lines of that, <laughs> listen, bro. Just... He's got. He, he doesn't have like the hood braids either. He's definitely got like the going on vacation to the Caribbean braids. Definitely <laughs> going on vacation to the Caribbean braids. I know because I've had the going on vacation <laughs> to Caribbean braids for sure. I love as it. I, as I went on vacation, not to the Caribbean, but to Miami. <laughs> oh, of course, of course, of course. You know, close enough. Basically. Close enough. Oh yes, man, that is fucking hilarious. This hairstyle. I mean, I guess. It, I guess it'll probably be here for a while, maybe. I don't know. The, the, the great thing about braids, bro, is you can go from having them one, one minute to the next hour, a couple minutes later, they're gone. Basically. Basically. That's the great thing about it. Hey, well, uh, when he starts rolling out here with, like, the the fucking plats, like, push a T, I'm out. Like, oh, I can't do it. I cannot baby. do it. <laughs> Listen, bro. As a dude with a big-ass head, dog, trust me, Drake. There's certain hairstyles that just do not go with your head size. That's just the truth. Mm. That's just the truth, Basically. bro. And and plat plat braids like 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 the Travis Scott or the Pusha T's, mm-hmm. bro, or or the fucking uh, 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 ASAP Rocky. Oh yeah, you gotta have you gotta have a little head, bro. I ain't gonna mm-hmm. lie. No, you can't have no big ass head for that shit. No, you can't have a big old dome mm-hmm. on your shoulders, dog, and come over here thinking you fly. With two inches of uh of hang time, dog. <laughs> now see, that's one thing, motherfuckers who want to get plats and they got no hang time at all. Like you got to have long hair to have plats made hey, good, dog. Nigga, Come on, they're they're uh they're fucking plats from from the top. They don't even make it to the um to the edge <laughs> of their fucking head. I'm like, what are you doing, dog? Just just let it go. Just let, let it grow. Bro. Let, it grow. <laughs> let it grow. Yeah. Let it grow. Let it grow. You got about three months to go, bro. Stop <laughs> fucking around, Negro. <laughs> Let me stop making fucking remixes on this. <laughs> hey, man. Listen, man. Oh, Jesus Christ. Drake has got me on a fucking roll. All right. Yeah, so I- apparently, I don't know where. Let me see if I can figure out where this was. But there was a student who apparently got into it with a teacher. And mm-hmm. oh, it was in Dallas, Texas, uh, in uh, in DeSoto, uh, in Independent School District. Uh the, the I don't know let what me, prompted the fight because you don't get to see all that. But the student, let me stop you right there real quick. Yeah. I gotta get my uh, my charger for my laptop. I was right, just bet. about to die. All right, bet. 
Pay. Oh, of course, of course. I feel it. So yeah, right. so in the hold on, DeSoto Independent School District in mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas, a student. I don't know how the fight started because it doesn't show that. It just shows the no. fight. But a student picks up one of those metal chairs and throws it at the teacher, hitting him in the side of the head with it, like making this man start to leak out the side of his fucking head. So the yep. teacher then picks up two t- fucking t- uh, um, yeah. ch- chairs and chucks them at the kid. <coughs> now apparently, this teacher looked like he's on the older side. Uh, because he yeah, could only yeah. get the chairs up so, so he could only give them so much lift mm-hmm, they hit yeah. their target they just didn't get to hit him in the head like i think he wanted them to and didn't have the velocity that he wanted to have with it, it you exactly know I mean? exactly and, you know and obviously you know when i know when i saw this and, and i'm sure when you saw this bro i think about you know my dad uncle mm-hmm. grandfather you know what i mean like any anybody your family of older age really to be honest could fit into this category yep and you know i know that when you're a kid when you're in because i think this was in the middle school right yep middle school yeah so when yeah when you're in middle school you know i i, I get it you know you you don't really have that level of thinking that you kind of just can think that far ahead but it's the man, we gotta do better, dog. Like with these kids, bro. Cause that's that's like that that just comes from home, you know. What it I mean? really like, you does. You gotta be able to even even if you don't have that rationalization in your head to think, you know, this could be my uncle, this could be my grandfather, like at least know, like, hey man, my mom and dad taught me not to do this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And even if you don't get why at the moment, you know what I mean, even if it's just you obeying your parents or whatever, like it's just so I don't know, man. Like this kind of shit right here, but don't get me wrong. We was wilding in school too. We were just talking about that before school, yeah, or before before uh, the podcast. How you know we? I mean, we we went to the same. We're we're a couple years apart. We went to the same middle school and same high school. Yep. Um and um and yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. You know, people were getting into fights amongst each other all the fucking time, and and that's kind of what it was. But there was a certain level of respect for you know teachers it's just some shit you just don't do you didn't attack teachers like what the fuck like as like i said as bad as like you just said as bad as we were that whole time there was that respect that you didn't attack teachers like i can only think of one time that a teacher got hurt but the teacher got hurt trying to stop a fight like i think the teacher's arm got broken let me ask you this is it the time where a girl dropped him because my brother told me this story about we in where this security tried to stop a fight and this big girl dog just kind of snuck him and dropped him. Oh no, I, I don't know about that. I never saw that. This this one happened in Parkland. Like oh, I remember, okay, this is we in. This yeah. is we in. My bad. Because it's like one of the few male teachers that they had in Parkland. He tried to like intervene in the fight and something uh-huh. happened and I think like he tumbled down the stairs and like broke his arm or some shit like that. Like you know those yeah. like, you know those small stairs that were like on the side of the office where there was like the ramp in the middle but it had the two stairs on the sides. Yes, for sure. Like he fell down that small thing of stairs, but because of the fight and because of the fall, he ended up breaking his arm. Damn. Yeah, but I mean, that's the only time I've ever seen a teacher legit get hurt because of a student, and it wasn't because the student attacked them; it's because they were trying to intervene in a fight between two students. Mm. See, you know that is just kind of uh, unfortunate, and you know I could see myself laughing at that in middle school, maybe (laughs) because we did. Yes. Hey, no, okay, this nigga broke his arm. He came in with the whole cat, the the shit in the sling, and the shit going across his chest, like his shoulders and shit across Yo. the top of his chest. We're like, what the fuck happened to you? No, <laughs> niggas was cooking his ass, especially a thug. When you're 13 years old, you don't give a 
fuck, Mm-mm, dog? Mm-mm. It's just like, yo, I don't care, nigga. You look stupid as shit. And that's like, like, yeah, because <laughs> we was like that. Like, we would always, we would make fun of the teachers, but the, the teachers that could get us back were the ones that we, like, mostly respected because they would join on us and we'd be like, oh! But see, and that's the whole thing about it, dog, is and that you learn this from a young age, y'all. Learn your, learn from a young age, kids. If you're getting picked on, just just get on them back, mm-hmm. and that just goes. To, it, that's that's what it is. Because the whole point that people pick on you is because they want a reaction. Exactly. And if you don't give them a reaction, you like you know you just kind of get back at them. Then or that's you, just what it is. Or you give them a reaction they wasn't expecting. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what happened with these teachers mm-hmm. is that you weren't expecting a professor to flame your ass up. Over the same pair of jeans you've been wearing the whole week, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Exactly. You know, you know what I'm saying. You're not expecting that, and you know, you hear that, you're like, okay, okay, Mister, Mister Lee, or whoever the fuck, you know. There I was see. a teacher that I hated in Wheaton, but like I couldn't fake. He he was good with the comebacks. Like he was legit. Like somebody was fucking with him hard one day in class, just giving him a hard ass time, and he cracked on them about being ashy. Yo, we. Died, dog. That shit was fucking hilarious. Like, how the teacher gonna come out and say, "Shut up with your ashy ass"? I was done. I was done. Yeah. I was completely yeah. done. I didn't even like the guy, and I was laughing my ass off. That's the worst when a nigga you don't like say some shit that's funny, <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> like, nigga, you made me laugh. I can't stand your bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm even more angry now. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> nigga, you made me laugh, you bitch ass nigga. I fucking hate this nigga. <laughs> Why you hate that man so much? Man, that nigga made me laugh, yo. Like, dog, hey, hey, nah, hey, I used to just not like him, dog. Right? But that nigga just made me laugh one day, dog. And... I'd be like, what kind of petty bullshit is that? Yeah, <laughs> Believe me, I, I know the feeling, dog. I know the feeling, dog. But nonetheless, man, that shit, man. It, it's again going back to to you know the story we're talking about. You know, I was telling you before we started the show that I remember when I was in middle school, I was in sixth grade. And there was a, profe- a, a professor, a teacher, a substitute teacher for that matter, who came in and again, same situation. Um, but it was a, one of the dude in my class, you know, we were in sixth grade. He was wilding. He just didn't care. And he was just, you know, causing hell in the joint. And dog, I bullshit you not, dog. This motherfucker, I don't know if it was on the same occasion, maybe it was several occasions, but he not only did he throw a desk in his direction, I don't <laughs> know if he hit him, but he also, I, 100% guarantee this slap the shit out of him in Mm-mm. a sixth grader Mm-mm. and this is a grown 45 year old uh mr jefferson haircut <laughs> having ass motherfucker dog for and sure i told you earlier like that would not have been me mm-hmm. i would have automatically smacked the shit out of him and then I know I would have been backed up by my mother because my mother would have had my back. Like if he slapped me first, sure. whether or not I hit him back, like I'm not, I'm wrong for hitting him back. I would have known I was wrong for hitting him back. But my mother always told me, don't be the one to hit first. You know, don't be the one to swing first. But if somebody swings on you or somebody hits yeah. you, defend yourself. So I can be yeah. like, hey, this nigga slapped me. So I slapped him the Hell fuck back. Yeah. I defended my goddamn self. Nigga, I might have punched yep. him in the face, actually. But, you know. I ain't gonna lie, bro. It's especially if I'm like, you know, eleven or twelve and this is like a grown man and shit, dog. At this point, I'm throwing chairs, I'm throwing tables, I'm throwing Promethean boards, nigga. You, nigga, you <laughs> getting hit everything. with all the spiral notebooks, nigga. All the spiral notebooks are flying at you. Nigga, you might get stabbed with a pencil, bro. I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. <laughs> you got shanked with a number bro. two and with a big pen. Fuck yeah. you, nigga. <laughs> And with nah, even worse, nigga, with a lead pencil, nigga. Oh, the old school joint. Yeah, click, click, boom, boom, boom. Get him, nigga. 
Yep, that's a fact. <laughs> you already know, dog. But nah, that that shit happened, bro. And that was the that was one of the craziest. Shit. And again, Parkland Middle School. You know, yeah, I ain't gonna man. say teacher's name. You know, whatever, woo, woo, whatever. I guess statutes limitations already passed at this point. <laughs> but fuck it, Mr. Leach, man. Fuck that Mr. old Leech, motherfucker, yeah. man. Well, he was, dog. He it happened on multiple occasions, bro. Jesus Christ. Yeah, nah, he needs to be brought up on charges if he's even still around. But what do you call it? Cardi actually brought this apparently to attention of a lot of people by reposting it on uh, Twitter. And she mm. said basically the same shit we said. She said, disgusting. This generation is really lost. I went to school with a lot of gangsters. And no matter what they no matter what they did, they never put their hands on a teacher. Kids, yep. this is not respected, not cool, not funny, not tough, not gangster. It's giving y'all pussy. Yeah, no, and and again, the funny—not funny, but like the the fucked up part is that I can almost guarantee you all that this substitute was trying to do was get order of the classroom. Mm-hmm. That's all it was. He probably wasn't doing nothing that required that kind of behavior at all. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. There's a situation like the one I just explained where with all right, you know what I mean? Mm. Like this this motherfucker attacked you first, exactly. But I can guarantee you that. These little hooligans who were who were fucking around were probably talking, were probably doing whatever they wanted because it's a it's a substitute. Mm-hmm. And the sub was like, "Listen, man, y'all got you know y'all can't do that." And then boom, shit like this escalates. So it's just you know, again, we talked about it when you're in middle school, you don't care, mm-hmm. but you know, it's just a certain level of respect that even if you don't care, dog, like you can't you can't do some shit like this, especially somebody like this again. It could be your grandfather, it could be your dad, it could be your uncle, mm-hmm. it could be whoever that's in your life that's an older man that, you know, is older and can't defend themselves because they're older and whatever. You know, like, my dad, he's getting a little older now, so, like, I, I feel that, you know, and I'm yeah. like, yo, like, I, I would hate for my dad or uncle or whoever that I know to have to go through this, so mm. it sucks, man. It sucks to see it, and I hope that, uh, you know, I, ho- I hope some some kind of change comes along, but... um. You know, hopefully, hopefully it does. Now, apparently also in Texas, they have a teacher shortage. Um, You know, like they Trump turned the shit on so that like teachers can't get reimbursed for shit that they buy for their classrooms or whatever. Mm. Um, They also uh, and plus, you know, COVID took out a lot of teachers. Yeah. And I could also sure. see like a lot of the teachers, they hated the whole because I know a bunch of teachers, like a bunch of my friends are teachers and like they were all complaining about, you know, teaching virtually and all that other shit. So I could see like teachers like they don't want to put up with this, you know, like they get nothing but grief or, you know, problems just for trying to do their job, you know, like and they're, they're already underfunded, underpaid as it is. So I can understand, right. you know, people not wanting to really be teachers right now. But of course, like they said, it's a teacher sh- shortage. But like you got kids doing this in the classrooms now, like. What makes you think motherfuckers want to go fucking be a teacher, especially in that school where you have the possibility yeah. of having a student get angry enough at you to throw a fucking chair at you? Yeah, no, you're right, you're right. And again, it's um, I don't know, I don't, I, I think it it starts with fucking better pay for teachers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And this is something that's been echoed since I was in fucking high school Fact. at least ten years ago. It's the same and, with and me I'm, twenty years ago. So probably yeah, I don't I don't doubt it at all. You know, and, and, and I don't know what it's gonna take. I don't know if it's, you know, gonna have situations like this, you know what I mean, come up and and people see the the kind of shit that you know, because you know, again, we, we were in high school not too too long ago and we remember how mm-hmm. kids act and even if it's not this bad, you know what I mean? Like just to have to deal with you know, fucking little pieces of shit that won't fucking shut the fuck up for mm-hmm. fucking two seconds. Who swear you they know? think they right and they wrong as fuck. 
Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And, and, and you know, just having to deal with that, like, it, it, it should require, like, dog, like, I'm not going to say it's to the same level of police who are dealing with criminals, but, like, it should be at least held on par, I feel, because of how important, you know, how much importance the government puts on it. Because yeah. the government puts a rack of importance on education all the time. They always talk about, oh, kids are our future and this and the third. They put importance about, on it, but they don't put no dollars on it. No That's dollars in it at all, bro. At all, bro. So, you know, it's... The actions ain't matching their words, you know, but what's what's new with the government? I'm going to say, what's more American than that, my nigga? Come <laughs> on. <laughs> that lip is, service, nigga. Fact. Lip service. <laughs> that is a fact. There's nothing more American, dog, than your actions not matching with your words. For, Jesus for sure. Christ. For sure. My nigga hit the hit that young. Yeah. Give me some air, some virtual dap. That was that was ah. on point like shit, nigga. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. We should be we should be uh, producers for Channel Five or something. Man. No bull. They would have way more interesting news with us on there. For sure. <laughs> All right, now we were you were telling me before the show started about this whole mm. uh, I guess it's a million dollars worth of game podcast. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So pretty much um, for those of y'all who don't know, million dollars worth of game. Uh, Gilly and Wallow, uh, one of the more popular um, hip hop based podcasts out there. I'm gonna have to check that out. I have never. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's funny. It's funny as fuck. They're both really funny, man. Okay. So definitely check that out. Um, it's definitely one of the top, like I said, hip hop podcasts for sure. In fact, while you um, while you breaking but, it down, I'm gonna look it up on Spotify. Bet, bet. <laughs> but while while he gets that, um, they were interviewing uh, Lil Durk. Now. Lil Durk is, you know, one of the bigger rap names out right now. He's definitely in his prime. He's definitely just seeing all kinds of success that um, that he wasn't seeing a couple years ago. And and he's definitely just breaking the mold of of being a street rapper, like, and just being like a mainstream success. Because before he was just he was he was successful in Chicago. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like he had. You know, he was popping in his city, I guess yeah, if you want to say the like local that. following, yeah. Exactly. And now he he has a mainstream following of, of all walks of life, man. And um it's it's a great thing, you know. And and you know, he was like I said, he was on the podcast with Gillian Wallow. And for those of y'all that don't know, uh Wallow did a long time in jail. I can't remember exactly how long it was, but definitely over 15 years. I think it was maybe close to 20. Oh shit. And the point of me bringing that up is that you know Dirk has a beef, an ongoing beef with um with, with NBA YoungBoy because of the whole you know King Von situation, and and I think even more than that to be honest. But nonetheless, uh, Wallow took it, uh, made it his purpose to, or made it his point to, to um to talk to Dirk about that situation and pretty much just say like, listen, dog, like I get that all this shit's going on, bro, but you don't need to do this shit, dog. Like you don't need to. To stoop down and, and and throw it all away over you know some over some bullshit really yeah. and then he went into talking about uh you know him forgiving his brother's killer because you know he he got emotional when he was telling the story obviously and uh, he said told the story of his brother getting killed and dying in his grand in grandmother's arms mm. and uh, you know pretty much just to paint the picture that like you know the worst possible thing you know yeah. this is somebody that killed your brother. In and and in, in front of you and your grandmother, and he still found a way to forgive him. And you know, had he not done it, he would have been in jail. He wouldn't have been there for doing the podcast. You know, I'm sure uh, Wallow he's getting all kinds of opportunities just based off of that decision. You know, mm-hmm. and that that was his whole point. Like, yo, like I could have thrown it all away. You know, and, and and you know, somehow I found a strength not to. And 
here I am interviewing you. Damn. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that's something that a lot of people need to hear, you know what I mean? Because, you know, as somebody who's still pretty relatively young, you kind of feel like right now is going to last forever. Of course. You know what I mean? And then you just don't have the mental capacity to, to see ahead and think, yo, like when I'm fucking 30 or 35, 40, I'm not going to think the same way I think right now as I'm 21, 23, 25. Mm-hmm. So it's like, do I really want to make a lifelong decision based off of how I'm feeling right, right now? Like, it's just, it's really something that I feel like a lot of rappers, and just, honestly, not a just lot rappers, of people, but yeah. People, people in general, just, you know, whatever your situation is, dog, like, it's really not worth throwing away your life, your whole entire life for how you're feeling right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Especially and, when and you're in a super emotional state. For sure. You know, and in this case, you know, obviously he is. He lost somebody close to him and and they're making, you know, fun of it and things like that. But hey, you know, the reality of it is that it's the game is longevity. You mm-hmm. know, you want to last long, not just in hip hop, but in life. Yeah. You know, like like you want to be able to have your kids, kids, kids be good. And, you know, if if things keep going how they are, I'm sure he'll have no problem with that. But if he throws it away, if he stops being able to make money for for people around him, if he you know, either loses his life or his freedom, mm-hmm. freedom, it, it's, bro, it's, it's, it's bad for everybody. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean? Definitely. So, so I, I, I just, I wanted to, you know, talk about that just, just to bring it up and just, I think it's an important message that, that Walla was given, not just, uh, not just Dirk, but everybody who's, who's in a position where they're emotionally uh, charged. I agree with you more. And I think more older people slash older artists just like should just say that in general to these guys. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you, y'all gotta think before y'all really move like that because like you said the, the 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 move that you make feeling angry upset sad you know depressed whatever whatever you know you're gonna be 40 years down the line where are you gonna be because of that move are you gonna yeah. be in jail are you gonna be dead are you gonna yeah be you know are you gonna be crippled because you got caught in a firefight and you know got shot 15 times and now maybe you can't walk anymore or you know you don't have the use of an arm or some shit or you lost a leg or an arm you know what i'm saying like there's all yeah. type of dumb shit that can happen to you off of an emotional move. And you're right. People just don't think about the future. And I'm not going to say that when I was that age, I was really thinking about the future that much. Yeah, you know, And again, you can't because, you know, you're not to that point where mm-hmm. you're starting to think about these things. You yeah. know, when you're young, like I said, you feel like it's going to last forever. You feel like your youth is going to last forever. But next thing you know, you're fucking, you know, in your late 20s, early 30s, and you're, you're a full-blown adult now. And you don't feel the same way you felt. Yep. when you were 22 or whatever so and i tell you obviously speaking from personal experience that when i first uh when i first turned 30 i didn't know what to fucking do with my life because i hadn't ever thought about what life would be past the age of like 26 really mm-hmm. you know what i'm yeah. saying so it's like i was like damn i'm 30 what the fuck am i supposed to do now like, you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> yeah. no i feel you i feel you and you know honestly just talking to people uh you know even around that age, because I'm 29 now, and you know most of my friends are 28, 29, 27, mm-hmm. somewhere around that age, and yeah, they've they've told me the same shit, dog. They're like, yo, like I'm 28, 27, whatever, and they're like, dog, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, like you said, you know, their whole life has been chilling, waking up, hanging with their homies, partying. Mm-hmm. Then the homies get uh, married and you know start families or whatever the fuck, and then you're like the one nigga who don't have none of that, and you're just like the fuck do I do in my life? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And again, it's just because you don't think, I, I think when you're young, you just don't think, you just think that whatever you're doing right now is going to be the, 
how it oh, is. VR. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. No, definitely, definitely. But I mean, you 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 learn real fast. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> what the For fuck sure. it is and uh, how to move at this new age. Mm-hmm. And how to move physically at this new age because your body start breaking down. I don't care who the fuck you are. I've spoken yeah, to almost t- all of my friends. We all have aches and pains somewhere. <laughs> let me tell you, bro. I um, it was cold outside, and I had to close the uh, the security gate at my job, and I had to do it manually. <sighs> so I tried to jog after sitting down for like you know whatever eight hours. I mean, I wasn't sitting on the whole time, but after not really doing a whole lot for eight hours. You know, I was going to close the gate and it was cold or whatever. So I was like, man, let me get a look. Let me start jogging there. Bruh, the second I took the jogging step, I felt something cracking my fucking knee or my... No, I think it was my ankle. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. I can't just start running for no reason now, dog. It's not It's not how when you're like 18, 19, nope. where you could, you could just start running and you're fine. Now you bet you gotta stretch. You gotta stretch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Work all that shit out. Warm it up. Nigga, one hundred percent, dog. That's one thing that dog, I used to be able to start working out or playing ball or whatever when I was younger, dog. Yep. Now, if I don't stretch, bro, I'm gonna regret it like a motherfucker for sure. Yo, I got out of this out of the car to go to the grocery store a couple weeks ago. Mm. And it was retarded because it was like I, I I got out as soon as I stood up and started to turn, I had like a, cr- a serious crack in my knee and then I had pain and I almost went down. If I hadn't like put my hand on the side of the car to steady myself, I would have been timber. That's but I mean, so like fact, I was like, man. what was the reason? What was the reason? Like, and it was like, it was like, fine, a minute later. You know what I'm saying? But it was like, what was the reason for that? Like, <laughs> it's just like, it's just your body reminding you, nigga, you're old. Right? Ah. Nigga, you ain't shit. I run this. Like, <laughs> yep. God damn. Oh, you thought you was about to just start running? Hell no. <laughs> shit. I remember when I first uh, played soccer again, and I mean, I haven't played soccer in like, oh, like four and a half years. And yeah. I, I started playing a little bit before the holidays, like before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And I played a couple weeks, and it was just like, yo, you know, I no no stretching issue. Maybe a little bit of light stretching when I first got there, but you know, niggas just usually late, so I just put on my shoes sure. and go. Nigga, fifteen minutes in the running, niggas was limping. I was like, oh, here we go. Hey, that's why it's <laughs> funny, it's funny because me and my boy we always mention is that like if you ever go to watch um like Spanish people play soccer like like a Spanish league or whatever mm-hmm. uh, at, at some park or whatever like an old person's league type of joint. Oh yeah. Dog, you always see the old heads, the Spanish old heads, taking their little lap around the uh, the soccer field. Mm-hmm. Always, 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 because they know, dog. They know they, they can't just go out there yep. after drinking fucking four Coronas <laughs> and just start running, bro. It's just not going to happen. Hey, that's how we were by the time we ended, man, When because it was like most of my friends on my team were like basically between our ages, like with, like mm-hmm. within a 10-age range. So most of yeah. us were like, you know, like a, like older 30s, some married yeah, I was, kids I was the and veteran, shit. The veteran squad for sure. Bruh, it was insane how many, like we'd be, <laughs> we be out there trying to get ourselves together. It'd be icy hot than the motherfucker smelling. You oh, know? That's... <laughs> Niggas, everybody's putting a brace here, a brace there. Uh-huh. Nigga, on every fucking joint, on your ankle, <laughs> kneecap. And it doesn't even matter. You can be big boys, skinny niggas, everybody. Everybody was out there fucked up. And I'm just like, yo, what the fuck happened to us? (laughs) Hey, man, it's it's a sad thing, man. But I I feel you, bro. I definitely feel you. And the worst thing is, is that when you are old nigga with a bunch of old niggas on your team and you have to play a team of young niggas. (laughs) 
And you think, yo, I remember when I used to be able to do that. Uh-huh. What the fuck is going on? But I tell you, as an old nigga who has successfully played <coughs> young niggas, like we had this one cat who was like 21 that was on our team. And he decided mm. that he wanted to do his own team. And I was like, okay, I understand because we old, you, you young, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, he was yeah. like, he asked us to scrimmage his team. Now, his entire team was between the ages of 21 and 25. So and our team was like 28 to like 40 basically right. <laughs> and this and I, I, I he came to the zone with his team and i was like you have the nerve to bring this squad of little young niggas to play us you knew he was trying to set us up right we ended up beating them but the thing is is that when you're an old nigga playing soccer it's all about passing and controlling the passing lane. For sure. Because you're look not going to look at any of the old greats. Exactly. You're not going to chase these little niggas down and get the ball and shit from them because they're just nope. too young, fast, and agile for us, right? So yeah. as long as we control and make them run, you can win the game. And that's exactly what we did. I think we beat them like three to one or some shit like that. Yeah, no, nah, definitely, dog. When you look at a lot of like, you know, the beast players in soccer that, that are older. Is definitely if the ones who are able to play at a high level mm-hmm. as they get older. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, all of them, ball control. Mm-hmm. You know, not turning the ball over. Yep. You know, things like that. Their passing ability. Yep. The passes. Yep. Oh my god. I I say the biggest uh, example that I can think of off the top of my head that I can remember watching and playing to his his golden years technically for soccer players was fucking Alessandro Del Piero. It was like mm. a great Italian midfielder. And I mean, like this motherfucker, I swear to God, he was like 38 years old, still playing for the national team, <laughs> still playing for one of the top teams in Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. but this motherfucker's passing ability, 135% flawless. I mean, it was ridiculous. He wasn't going to chase nobody down mm. and he was good defensively where he could be at, but you stuck him in that middle field and he controlled the fuck out of it. It was incredible you, to watch him play. You know who else? Um, Iniesta. Oh yeah, Iniesta. Iniesta. He was a beat. I mean, like, God damn. he wasn't as old when he left Barca as like as Del Piero was, but mm. it's same. He's get, he was getting up there definitely. Yeah. When him and Iniesta, the technical wizards of the middle of the midfield for, for sure. Barcelona, for sure. Do, do you remember um this dude named Raúl for Real Madrid? Back oh in yeah, uh huh. Incredible striker, man. He was a he fucking was a beast. beast. I hate and I hate to say that about like. I mean, I've come to the terms where like I cannot like the team, but I could like. I could like some of the players on the team, or at least you know, be like, you can. I understand. I get this nigga. I understand his importance and all this other shit because I can't stand Real Madrid, but they've had some fucking clutch ass players. And Please Raul- tell me you've seen my man Benzema. Oh yeah, cook. Benzema. I've seen him. Cook. But see, the thing is, is that like Benzema, he goes in stages where he be cooking and then he be chilling and he be cooking right. and then he be chilling. And it's like he had such a long chill period at one point. I was like, why the fuck have y'all not sold him yet? Like he is well, not doing shit for y'all. But then when I start to say that type of shit, the nigga goes on scoring runs. So you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> and that's, bro. It's it's almost like he just cho- he could potentially be one of the like top ten greatest players. But he's just like, you know what? I'm going to just be great and then just chill. Basically. Like, I'm, I'm going to go ahead is. and extend my time. <laughs> but for those of y'all who didn't watch, Real Madrid eliminated PSG at Santiago Bernabeu this past Wednesday, uh, winning 3-1 to one on a 3-2 aggregate. So, shout out, a la Madrid. Let's go. Okay. I can say. Hat trick. Hat trick for the boy Benzema, you know. I can say well, I'm impressed. Hey, listen. You you got to be more than impressed because we fucking winning this shit. Champion. I there's no excitement for me, my friend. Hey, listen, I be impressed, can, but there is no excitement for me, my uh, friend. Hey, well, <laughs> you're gonna be excited during the trophy celebration, all right? Shit, trust me, <laughs> believe that. 
You know how many trophy celebrations I've seen uh, Real Madrid do and have never been excited through? So. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, believe me, I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right, let's go to this last joint we got on the list for today. Um, Travis Scott created something called Project Heal Foundation um, yes, yes. and has donated $5 million to said uh, foundation. Now, I didn't know anything about this until you said something before the top mm-hmm. of the show so you want to go ahead and explain that and i'll just jump in whenever i can hey look as i know about as much as you do but i guess i'll try to explain so pretty much um from what i read briefly um so travis he recently was spotted out and about with the baby i'm sorry little baby at a basketball game um and you know he hasn't been spotted out in public since the whole thing happened or at least in uh you know, dressed nicely and just kind of back on the scene, I guess if you could say. So he's back on the scene. And of course, he wouldn't be able to do that without, you know, addressing the uh, the whole situation. So he uh, announced that he's um, releasing or organizing a new uh, kind of movement or organization, which is called Heal, as Cooper just mentioned. And uh, pretty much it's set up to, to help a lot of the people who... Um, who, who you know, dealt with what was going on and and like legitimately give them the the uh, the help that they need, whether it be through actual uh, help finding, uh, you know, therapist or whatever, you know, just like all, any kind of help that they're gonna need. From my understanding, is what he's trying to offer them. Um, I'm not sh- too sure exactly. I guess I could just put it up and see. I don't think it's... I, I got it up. Let me see. It says, Project Heal is a multi-tier initiative <clears throat> Excuse me, dedicated to addressing challenges facing today's youth, especially those from marginalized and at-risk communities. Okay. In conjunction with, Cactus, with the Cactus Jack Foundation, Project Heal in, uh, unites initiatives ranging from academic scholarships, free mental health resources, a creative design center, first ever tech-driven solutions for event safety. Uh, these... Okay. Efforts independently and collectively aim to solve challenges and overcome issues impacting the the youth community. Yeah, so I guess it's a lot more than what I just said because he's also doing all of that. But I also heard you say that um, uh, just right now about um, technology. He's gonna, I guess, in like looking into technology for future events, which is something that he actually said uh, during the Charlemagne interview. For those of you who didn't see, um, that was like the main. I think narrative he was trying to look towards is like hey you know we want to see how we can make sure this doesn't happen again yeah through through use of technology and heart rate monitors and things like that and um yeah um i mean I, I, listen i i just think it's um i hope and it's funny because because i'm i'm a sneaker fan um i also know this that apparently the travis scott shoes which were postponed because of the whole situation mm-hmm. They've been rumored already because they're in production and they're they've been more pictures of them and shit like that to be coming out soon. So that tells me that everything is gonna get revamped up again. Yeah. And I, I, I personally think that Travis should have came out with this whole heel shit beforehand. You know what I mean? Like just maybe shortly after it happened. Yeah. I'm sure it was a long process or whatever, but I just think it's a bad look to try to put put this shit out. And also, by the way, he's also donating five million of his dollars towards the foundation a big help, so, so yeah definitely a big 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 money for that but um like i said I, I don't know i'm curious as to if he's gonna release music i'm curious as to what kind of music i'm just curious as to what he's gonna do because you could argue like hey you know 
I want to come back into the limelight, but let me bring this nice, good foundation that I'm funding along with me mm-hmm. in case anybody wants to attack my nature, attack my character or whatever. I could always be like, hey, look, I got the heel project right here. Exactly. Now, again, I'm not knocking him doing it. I just think the timing of it is a little weird because, like I said, as soon as he came back onto the scene is when you announce your initiative and things like that. And I just think that it should have been before because then people are going to are gonna think, well, I just stopped. And I didn't have to think about it that long. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just personally just how I feel about it. Um, but overall, man, I, I, I hope that he's able to uh, – first of all, I hope he genuinely feels, you know, the way he, he says he does and it, it isn't just a, you know – publicity type of thing to yeah. not get bad publicity on them hopefully it's really it's it's natural and it really comes from the heart um and if it is you know then good for him and, and good for you know anybody who who benefits from it uh i hope it really actually does what it says it's gonna do and 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 i hope it isn't just a a, a marketing plot play. Yeah, i agree man i i hope he's really sincere and i hope that they can help many many people i mean that's a lot of money he threw into it himself who knows where where you know where else they're getting money from? You know they always getting donations, stuff like that. Always gets donations from a bunch of places. So let me let me tell you, with with Travis being friends with everybody in the fucking industry right now, damn near, I guarantee you, people like Drake are gonna be oh, you know, I'm I'm sending oh, yeah. the Travis Foundation two million or shit ten million since he's fucking Drake uh, or whoever. You know, even Kanye, Kanye mm-hmm. who who's also a collaborator, long time collaborator with him. Uh, it's probably gonna, you know, do something of that nature. So I'm sure, I'm sure that won't be an issue for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, good, good luck to the hope or the heel uh, project, Project Heal. I hope y'all do all the good that y'all can for real. For sure, for sure. All right. Well, that brings today's episode to a close, y'all. Again, thank you for taking the time to rock with us this week. Uh, did you, did you have a, a suggestion for today, sir? Uh, yeah, I was gonna. All right, well, we got uh, this week we want to give you guys some suggestions. As you know, we like to kind of try to remember to bring y'all stuff <laughs> to check out. We try. Hey, believe me, we know we haven't done it in two weeks, and we're kind of scrabbling right now for it, but we try. Yeah, Trust we try, we try, we try. So, sir, do you have a suggestion for the folks? Listen, man, I hate to take the easy way out, but Tana Talk for Benny the Butcher came out yesterday. We've all heard number one, which is Johnny Peace Caddy featuring J. Cole. That joint was fire um we've we've uh we've reviewed 10 i don't know if we was it 10 talk 3 i'm not sure which one it was but no i don't think we reviewed 10 talk but we've definitely reviewed benny the butcher a couple times mm-hmm. on this podcast for sure um so i already know i just to let y'all know i haven't listened to the whole joint just yet but what i have heard is fire um you got conway on there you got obviously Westside gun griselda 38 special just exactly what you expect to hear from a Benny the Butcher project. And that's one thing that I will say that I, I respect about him is that um even though his you know studio albums are like like actual albums are um are are more uh like you know industry uh what's it called uh collaborations like mm-hmm. you know like you know popular people With, yeah more popular his, artists yeah yeah his mixtape series which like Tana Talk for it's still, you know, gritty. It's still a lot of the younger underground people, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that's really tight, you know, because he could have, he, he can just have big names on all his tracks at this point. He's he's almost a household name at this point. So it's, uh, um, I'm, I'm just surprised, I'm just, you know, surprised in, in a good way that he's he's still sticking to the, um, to the, to, uh, to the filth, if you will. Okay. All right. So definitely shout out 
Benny the Butcher, uh, Tana Talk 4. Bet, bet. All right. I'm going to go ahead and give a throwback album. This week, I'm going to go ahead and give you a dance hall classic. Uh, it's from Patra, also known as Lady Patra. And mm-hmm. the album is called Sense of Attraction from 1995. And the one song I know that if you know from... Um, from Patra is the song Pull Up to My Bumper. Have you ever heard you I know you've heard that song, right? I'm sure if I hear it, I'll be like, okay, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna show it to you before we get off the jump for real. But uh but yeah, no, this album is great with not just like songs like either uh <clears throat> with uh not just songs like the title track, Set of Attraction, that has Aaron Hall uh Sam uh featured on it. You've also got t- uh, Time for Wine, Make Me Hot uh either either which is one of my favorite songs on there and you've also got a song called uh hot stuff with salt and pepper and then there's a song called going to the chapel which basically you know going to the chapel baby like you've heard like renditions of this song before but like Brilliant. that song is very very like it gets in your head and it's just straight up earworm <laughs> hey so, since you mentioned uh dance all right um it's funny because um i was I heard okay, you know the song the the Sean Paul. Oh, and this is another thing I noticed: Jamaicans don't like it when people refer to Sean Paul as a Jamaican artist. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's a lot of Jamaicans who cannot stand Sean Paul. I don't um, now. Maybe it's because and I'm not maybe it's definitely because I'm not Jamaican and I don't get why, right? Mm-hmm. But it's funny because for that song, um, I you know for those of y'all that don't know, dance a lot of times. They have what was called rhythms, which is pretty much just the instrumental. Mm-hmm. And every popping uh, dancehall artist at the time records their version of a song on that beat or whatever. And the Sean Paul song, um, uh, uh, "Stick Like Glue," I think is what it's called. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care what people say. Yeah. So I was hearing, I heard that beat, but it was a different song on somebody's IG story, and I looked it up. And I don't know if you know a song called "Nothing Negoso." Yep. They use the same it's the, rhythm. Yep. It's same same rhythm. And it's funny because I was listening to that song and honestly that drum is way better than, than, than Sean Paul drum. No, no, no. Yo, there's a bunch of songs that use that beat that are vicious, honestly. I used to have but, a whole fucking uh an uh like a CD, like a whole album where it was just songs that were made from that rhythm from like twenty five tracks. You know what I'm saying? This one right here? Yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's it's crazy because the rhythm has a title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then oh. everybody else's song is that it again. If if you're not in tune, I guess with that kind of culture, that kind of music, it, it's kind of almost mind boggling that that happens. But yep. it's pretty it's pretty cool because I, you're surprised with how much different uh, you know uh, artists are able to do it with something completely different. But the whole point of me bringing that up is I realized. How border, not even borderline, but fucking uh, extremely homophobic. Some of the early dancehall songs were, uh, maybe, maybe even current. I don't know, but bruh, yeah, it's like crazy. Well, <clears throat> homosexualism is like I'm pretty sure it's still not looked great upon, but it was like really, really looked down upon back in Jamaican then. culture back and, then. And and misogyny because I think this song. Oh hell yes, please. That's <laughs> what the, the it's like it's like hip hop dog. It's what it's made of. <laughs> <laughs> no, this song nothing to go so dog. That joint it says something along the lines of, "You better not kiss that bitch if she suck your dick." Mm-hmm. It's yep. like uh, that's nothing to go so. Like, yep. if she, 
You better not kiss shorty after she give you head. And then nothing to go. So, so it's like, damn, I don't even understand Pato all the way. But I know he's saying that for sure, but, dog. Let me tell you, there is a group called T.O.K. that came out in like the early 2000s. And yeah. they have the song. And I know you've heard it, the song Chichi Man. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you say, that song is basically a song about like just assaulting gay people. Like it's just an assault on gay people. That's all the song is. So like they don't even play it anymore. Like I was I was looking at that TOK album the other day on Spotify. It's not available on Spotify, that yeah. song from that album. It's just not there. So I mean, I get it. And there's actually a couple of dancehall artists that were so homophobic in their lyrics and in and, and their performances and stuff that they were not allowed to perform in the United States. Bruh, I believe it, dog, because I don't I remember exactly what song, but it might be multiple times, but they just talk about gay people burning. Yep. Like, it's like that's like their mm-hmm. names, right? It's yep. like I burn all the get all the people who lay with men or something. Yeah. Something along those lines. And I'm just like, damn, that's kind of crazy how like this song rocks, but at the same time was extremely offensive. But again, at that at that age, we weren't exactly paying attention to all of the lyrics of everything. We were just going off of it. Number one, because the beat rocked. If you couldn't even understand it, and then number two, you just kind of sang it because like you because it was the hot song at the point. You know, it was hot, but it's like you didn't really think about it. It was like a lot of those R and B songs, especially like you know, Mm -hmm. step back, you're dancing kind of close. Like niggas never thought about that shit. I was singing it loudly in middle school. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And didn't realize until I got older what the fuck that song hey, was about. Real Close is one of the most dirty, <laughs> in-the-cut songs of all time, mm-hmm. bro. Because it sounds like such a song that your mom could rock out to. You know what I mean? And then uh-huh. and, and, and then when you really listen to it, you're like, hold on. Baby, what you mean? When we're what you crying, mean you're making it hard for me? What you I mean? I get so excited. Yeah. Oh, how I like it. Trouble cannot hide it. What? Nope, 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 nope. Although that does give me like me in middle school, high school, like homecoming dance vibe. <laughs> it definitely, for sure, dog. Oh, Hell Jesus yeah, bro. That's that you know it's funny because that might have been like that might have been like a song that was out when you was in middle school. And I, but for me, it was kind of a throwback. <laughs> <laughs> no bull. No Nigga, bull. None, nonetheless, dog, that jump was definitely at all the middle school parties where, where, where everybody was just not really dancing and shit and everybody was just kind of standing around. And definitely also at, at like homecoming. And shit. Oh, yeah. Of, of course. Of course. <laughs> all right. Now, since we've done severely <laughs> veered off ending the actual show. <laughs> <laughs> um hey. I'm just gonna go ahead and slide into the you know where you can find us. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. that's how we doing it. <laughs> y'all can find if I can fucking stop laughing. <laughs> All right, uh y'all can find us on uh SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Spotify, Radio Republic, and Google Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter's at HQ Podcast. And yes, that is all spelled out. And you can go to facebook.com and search out Hip Hop Heads Podcast and you'll find us there. Uh, any other words of wisdom you'd like to throw to the folks real fast? Hey, I'm going to hit y'all with something different this week, man. Listen, man. Use your fucking PTO at your jobs. Yes. These jobs don't give a fuck about you. They don't care about what you got going on. They don't care about loyalty to the company. Mm-mm. They don't care about how many times you called out. All that shit is just pressure to have you not use your fucking PTO. So mm-hmm. I'm telling y'all, as a nigga who didn't use their PTO, who's been with this company for eight fucking years, mm. 
that that shit don't fucking matter because they just gonna turn the other way when you need them. Yes, this is a shot at you, you bitch ass company. I ain't gonna say anything to you. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to you. I'm gonna leave your ass soon. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fuck y'all. But hey, I'm again, down with that because motherfuckers don't use their PTO, and if you usually if you don't use it, you lose it. Now, to be fair, my job you get to keep it, okay. but your sick leave. Which is separate. Oh yeah, you you lose. Yeah. Now again, motherfucking co- companies try to pressure you to not take it. And, oh, you know you're gonna no dog. You're you don't get me wrong. There is such a thing as abusing it. Uh-huh. But nigga, don't let that shit pile up like me, dog. Because trust me, at the end of the day, these companies they don't care about you. They just care about keeping the dollar up. So that's all that really matters. I tell you what you should do is when you're ready to quit, if you got like three months worth of uh, PTO. Take mm-hmm. three months off and then have your 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 end date the date that your your three months is up. <laughs> oh, believe, believe me, I'm gonna do something real nifty along those lines for sure. I'm gonna <laughs> definitely. I was having. I was actually thinking because they kind of play me and and kind of fucked around my schedule on Saturdays now. But what I was gonna start doing is just calling off every fucking Saturday from now on. Like you know what I mean? Just hey, I think somebody said it, but I was like, nigga, I'm about to just say, yo, ever since COVID, dog, I just been getting random incredibly ma- bad migraines yeah so and it just happened randomly what can yeah. i say hey fuck it you know fuck what i mean it. so y'all use your pto damn, like damn i said right. keep it keep it rocking man don't don't fucking overwork yourselves especially for a company that don't appreciate you if they appreciate you is one thing dog but yep. most of these fucking companies dog they don't give a fuck so definitely especially for all my minorities out there yep. you know we, yep. we definitely have that uh that thing about us that, you know, we try to, you know, because we have no choice or whatever. Nah, fuck that. You have a choice and it's to not be fucking abused by these companies. Hey. So, 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 so use your PTO. Yo. That's right. You earn your PTO. So you got to use that shit. Use that shit, bro. All right, y'all. Well, on the, on the way out for this, for today, I'm going to say be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. And if you can't do that, man, make your mama proud. And also, use them turn signals. If you're on the East Coast, it's snowing right now. Yes. It's slippery outside. You know, you can't, your brakes ain't as good as they are on a sunny day, man. So use your fucking turn signal. So I don't got to break at a green light because I ain't know you're stupid. I was making that right. Exactly. Right. Oh, my God. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Take care. Wash yes, your hands. Sir. Wash your ass. We out. Peace. Peace.